Do you like what you're hearing right now? Then be sure to check out VOC Nation. Whether it's on VOCNation.com or your favorite podcast provider, VOC Nation offers the greatest in live and on-demand content, great interviews, and incredible insight from those who have lived the business. Seven days a week, VOCNation.com. And don't forget to check us out on Twitter at VOCNation. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to WCW Retro. I apologize for a late start. I had a little bit of technical difficulties. Um, and when wasn't really a technical difficulty. I had my my mic on mute as I was introing the show. Um, but we do want to um, just real quick want to give you an update on Stro Maestro. From what I understand, he is um, out of intensive care and he's in um, physical therapy and rehab and, and getting better. Um, but he still has a little bit of a long road to go. Um, but he is, it seems like he is, you know, taking baby steps and getting better each and every day. And Stro brother, we do miss you. you know, we love you. We're praying for you, and, and we do want you back you know, on this podcast and all the other podcasts that you do just as soon as you are able. Um, but tonight I want to talk about um, your best pay-per-view or your favorite pay-per-view event, singular event, I'm not talking about, you know, WrestleMania being better than SummerSlam or, you know, King of the Ring being better than Survivor Series or any of that. Your one singular um, pay-per-view event um, I do have my boy Rat Boy on here with me. Rat Boy, you out there? Yes, I am here and I'm ready to go. And I got an update for you. Oh, okay. I got an update well, what's your for anybody? My update is Alexa, Alexa Bliss is pregnant. Okay. After she has that baby, she will be back in one month. After she has that baby. One month. One month. Wow. <laughs> Okay. I, I, said, I, I said, that's, I said, that's, that's crazy. One month? Well, well, you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, yeah, but, you but know, if I, you look at it, just, if you look at it, right, she might be ending up that one month, okay? She might be ending up being a, what is it, a, a Royal Rumble mystery guest. Think about that. Okay, okay. I, I, well, listen, I, again, this is the world of professional wrestling, so nothing, you know, would surprise me at this point. Nothing is, it seems, too far-fetched. Um, but, you know, we'll we'll wait and see. Um, but I, I kind of wanted to kick off the discussion tonight with my favorite um, pay-per-view of all time. It's one that I, I can watch literally over and over again um, and really not get – Bored of it, and goes all the way back to 1985 and Starcade 1985. Um, they titled okay. it The Gathering. Um, it was just as, as I don't want to say a who's who of professional wrestling because that seems to be overdone, but it just seems like a, a, a stacked barn from top to bottom. I think there's 11 or 12 matches on this on this show, um, and it was unique in a lot of ways. Um, one, it was actually done at two separate venues, one being the Greensboro Coliseum, and the other one was the Atlanta, I mean, the, the Omni in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, the, the kickoff match for the Greensboro Coliseum was Crusher Kruchev and Sam Houston 
battling out for the then vacant NWA Mid Atlantic Heavyweight Championship. Um, you know, Khrushchev wins that title. Um, the kickoff match for the Omni was Manny Fernandez and Abdul the Butcher in a Mexican death match. Um, it had an arm wrestling match between superstar Billy Graham and the Barbarian. And then a, and I guess what I would call an impromptu match between superstar Billy Graham and the Barbarian. Um, had um, Cowboy Ron Bass and Black Bart battling it out, the stipulation being if Ron Bass wins, he gets 10 minutes alone by himself with J.J. Dillon, which, of course, he does. Um, and he just, you know, beats the tar out of J.J. Dillon for two or three minutes to get a nice pop from the crowd. Uh, Buddy Landell defeats Terry Taylor for the, the NWA National Heavyweight title. Um, but that's probably two of my all-time favorite matches on it, and that is the match for the NWA World Tag Team Championship Um Ricky and Robert win um, their NWA World Tag Team Championship. They defeat Ivan and Nikita Koloff um, in a very good, I guess it was probably 10 or 12-minute match. Um, and, of course, my all-time favorite um, is Magnum TA defeating Kelly Blanchard in the infamous I Quit Steel Cage match, which they built, I believe, up to that point, you know, um, and it was for the NWA United States Heavyweight Championship. It was an unsanctioned I Quit match. And the weeks leading up to that, I remember Magnum TA begging, you know, Jim Crockett to, to sanction this match or grant the match. And I believe he did. And, it, I mean, I'm, we're going back over to 1985. And I believe he did, but it, 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 was, it was not sanctioned by the NWA um, because, you know, they really didn't want to do it. Um, and, you know, because, you know, how violent it could be. And it was a, a very, very good match. It, it, it had a lot of, lot of drama in it. And, and the whole card from top to bottom had, you know, great storytelling, you know, great matches. Um, Magnum TA, and I've mentioned it before on, on a couple of different podcasts, that, you know, Magnum TA had, had a chance to just kind of finish Tully Blanchard off with a, a piece of a wooden chair that was broken and you could see that that he wanted to, but his his moral compass just wouldn't allow him to to do it. He kind of threw the the wooden leg down in disgust as Tully Blanchard's laying there bloodied with Baby Doll trying to to pick him back up, and he walks out as you know the United States champion. Um, and of course, you know Dusty Rhodes defeated Ric Flair, albeit by disqualification. Um, you know, in an NWA World Heavyweight Championship match. But just from top to bottom, I mean, you, you have Manny Fernandez and Abdul the Butcher on this card, only Arn Anderson against Wahoo McDaniel and Billy Jack Haynes, um, Jimmy Valiant and Miss Atlanta Lively, um, who we, you know, we all pretended wasn't really Ronnie Garvin, um, defeating the Midnight Express with Jim Cornette in an Atlanta street fight. Um and just, you know, Buddy Landell, I don't know if I'm yeah, beating Terry Taylor. Just a, a great match from from top to bottom. Um, and I believe it was only probably a little over two hours long. Um, I remember buying the VHS tape um, back in the day and, and picking it up. And, I mean, I, I, must, I must have watched it, you know, at least 20 times, you know, in the first, you know, two or three months that I had it. You know, I... I 
again, and, and I can watch it. I, I do watch it occasionally on YouTube today. Um, it's one that I could never get tired of. But did, have you seen Starcade 85, Rat Boy? Do you remember that one? Um, I actually, you know, back back in that time, you know, I, I was stuck with the WWE. Nothing else. Until after my grandfather died, then I got really into wrestling. You know what I'm saying? Because okay. my grandfather died in died in '84, but I started watching uh, the WWE first for 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 about a year or so. You know, before I even turned into WCW, Shark Cave and on. You know, I got, right, oh God, this right. is WCW. I know I never saw this WCW one on a Saturday night. I said, let me watch it. You know. Because it right. was a boring and, and, night, and I was flipping through the channels, and I found it. See, I, I, and I remember I, I, I started watching the the NWA um, on WTBS probably around, right before this, probably early 85, late 84. Um, a good friend of mine lived right behind me growing up, um, and we didn't have cable TV. It was still kind of new, but he did. Right. Um, and I asked him, I, I, you know, we were going to, I told him, I was probably, I don't know, 12, 13 years old at the time. And I asked him, what, you know, what are you doing? He said, you want to come out? He said, no. He's like, you know, wrestling's coming on. And I was the same way you were, Rabbi. I was a big WWF guy. I, You know, that's why I watched. I watched, you know, the superstars on, the, on, on, on USA, you know, and I watched, you know, Prism Wrestling that, when we did get cable, um, you know, the, the Sunday after it happened, you know, on a Saturday night in Philly. And I was catching wrestling as often as I could, but it was all WWF. And he's like, and I was like, there's no wrestling on tonight. He's like, yeah. He's like, it's it's Southern wrestling. So I went over and I and I started watching it. And I thought, well, th- these are guys I've never heard of before. These are you know things that I've never seen, people that I've never seen before. Um, and and I got hooked. So we would spend every Saturday over his house until my you know my parents got cable. You know, we would watch, you know, the 605, you know, unless, you know, there was an Atlanta Braves game on. Um, and I really got uh-huh. hooked on, you know, Magnusier was one of my first big guys that I liked, you know, coming out of, you know, Mid-Atlantic Championship Wrestling, Georgia Championship Wrestling, whatever you want to call it, um, whatever banner they were wrestling under um, during the broadcast. You know, I remember listening to Gordon Soley talk, and, you know, I just loved the way he – he called matches, and you know, I, I and I was hooked, and you know, now I'm hooked between you know WWF at the time and and the NWA, and you know, I, I you know, I, I fell in love with it. I really do love, and maybe it's because it was probably one of the first pay-per-views. Well, back then, I think it was closed circuit television. I mean, the time wouldn't even call it a pay-per-view. Um, right. I actually got to right. see, and I and I got this, I got to see it live, you know, from. Um, I actually watched it at my buddy's dad worked at a at a golf course close to us, and I got to watch it on their TV because they had closed circuit television and they happened to have it. So it was probably really think why it's so endearing to me because it was my first pay per view, you know that that I actually got to watch and it's like wow this is happening right now, you know if I was in Atlanta or if I was in Greensboro you know I could be there, and they did a decent job on on closed circuit television. Um, with presenting it, the production was was okay. It, I mean, it's no nowhere near the production value that they have now, and the, and the, and the pyrotechnics and the 
in the, you know, in all of the production that goes on now. But it was, you know, for for 1985, it was really kind of cutting edge, and it, and especially being in in two separate, you know, venues, you know, was was just mind boggling to me. Like, hey, you know, how do you get all these guys to these different places? And you know, what if Magnum needs Dusty's help or Dusty needs Magnum's help? You know, they're they're in two different states. They're so far away. You know, they you know they can't help each other. Um, but you know, I, that, this is one of my all-time favorites. Um, so if if you are stuck watching one pay-per-view event, Rapoy, what what's your go-to? What is your favorite all-time pay-per-view? All right, let, me put, let me put it this way: uh, I, I'm a little bit wrong. What I just said about '84, it was '83. Okay. The, my, the first match I will watch, okay, with my grandfather, okay, that was Fly Snooker versus Don Morocco when Snooker jumped off the cage. That happened in 83. He passed away in November, okay, after that match, okay. He got me into it. What I did, I said, well, I'm bored. What I'm going to do, I just put the TV on. You know, in January, start watching this wrestling stuff that what my grandfather used to do, you know? Right, it was right. Practically, 84, I started watching wrestling, really. But my grandfather okay. got me hooked on, hooked on this one that was uh, Superfly against Don Morocco. They had it on TV. Practically, it was on Channel 9 from New York. Oh, WWOR, yeah. Yeah. I remember yeah, that. I remember that they, well, they, they, they played that snooker leaping off the cage almost on every intro to every WWF, you know, program from from then forward, I believe. I mean, or, or at least it was a yeah. big part of, you know, their, their intro to their whatever, you know, wrestling that they were having on, you know, um, Saturday nights or, you know, Saturday mornings or Sundays or, you know, you know, yeah, that was a that was a big and that was a big moment. That was a big moment in, um, you know, professional sports. Um, and the cage is nowhere near, you know, as, as high as they are now. I mean, you know, you listen to, you know, Gorilla Monsoon or whoever was calling it, you know, saying, you know, you know, he's 25 feet off the ground, and he really wasn't. And I'm not saying he wasn't jumping from a height, but he's probably jumping from about 10 or 12 feet. I mean, it's still high. It's still, you know. Especially back then, in you know the early '80s, you know into the mid '80s, that's still a, a a big distance to be coming down on. But yeah, I, I I do remember that. I remember, you know, him coming off of that. And again, here we are, you know, forty some years later or whatever it is, you know, still talking about it. Um, yes, you know, people are still talking about that match. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah, and it's unbelievable. You know, there's, yeah, absolutely, it is absolutely. And um, when, when, I, when I looked it up, okay, I wasn't sure or not, okay, but there was a question here, okay, underneath, uh, is Superfly Snooker related to The Rock? Yes, he is, by marriage. Yes, right, yes. Some people said no, they're not related, but they are. Right, yeah, yeah, they are, yeah they're related through marriage, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. But, you know, as I was kind of trying to prepare for this, I just kind of Googled, 
you know, different pay-per-views. And, you know, I, I kind of got about, I don't know, 10 or 15 pay-per-views that, that people have voted as, you know, their best. Um, one being the Royal Rumble, you know, <clears throat> 1992, um, the one with, you know, with Ric Flair in it. Um, mm-hmm. so, you know, some would say that, you know, that it's, you know, the greatest, you know, Royal Rumble ever. Um, you know, and it, it would hard, it would be hard to, to, to dispute that, you know, especially with, you know, Ric Flair, you know, being on the card, you know, it's hard to, to say, you know, anything that, that has, you know, that Ric Flair is involved in, you know, is, is subpar, but, you know, it's, um, you know, it is a very good pay-per-view, um, you know, and of course, Roddy Piper wins the Intercontinental Championship, um, um, I believe that um, Earthquake and Typhoon beat um, the Legion of Doom for the Tag Team Championships. And, of course, Ric Flair wins, you know, the um, the Royal Rumble, you know, coming in at, I don't know, he came in early, you know, four or five. He was he, he was very early on. So, I mean, he, you know, he, he went a long time. He went at, you know, at least an hour, I would think. Um you know, and I believe he, he eliminated Sid Justice or Sid Vicious or what he was going by at the time, um, and to win the you know the WWF championship. <clears throat> so yeah, mm-hmm. it would be hard to press not to, you know, include that, you know, single pay per view event, you know, in the list of you know all time, you know, greats. Um, <laughs> but but you know, there, there's just been so many. Um, you know, great pay-per-views. I was trying to... I was well, I, I, I got three th- great ones. I got three of them. Go ahead. Them. All right. Well, one of them has to be WrestleMania 14, okay, with Big Show versus Floyd Merriweather. Okay. And then no hard bar match. Because I, I, I love when way Merriweather carried himself, you know, when he came out, all that money came down. I loved it. That was at uh, in Philadelphia. I had to go see that one in Philadelphia because I had tickets to go see a pay-per-view event. Okay. okay. This is when you have to pay for your pay-per-views and all. I had three tickets. I took my cousin, her boy, and her boyfriend, and somebody else, right? Because I had four tickets. When I was there, guess who can comes up to me? No uh, other than the Iron, the Iron Sheik. He was there. <laughs> he said, he said, oh, he said, he said, boy, how you doing? Uh, go, you Sabroni, go watch the damn show, you Sabroni. <laughs> he was calling me, me Sabroni. <laughs> that's yeah, funny. That, 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 that's the only match I really liked out of the whole bunch of them. All right. Yeah, and right, you know, the, and there, there are, there are, you know, you know, iconic matches wrapped up in, you know, um, pay-per-views. I think that's what makes, you know, the the, the pay-per-view, um, you know, you know, favorites for for some people. And you know, we we all talk about, you know, you know, WrestleMania three. You know, the big match was Andre and Hogan. Um, yes. And I believe that that's when they were they were a little worried on you know whether or not Andre was going to you know, you know, do the job and pass the torch to Hulk Hogan. And 
I believe, you know, going into it and, you know, there was a lot of space. Is he going to do it? You know, what happens if he doesn't? Because if he doesn't want to do it, he's not going to do it. He's not going to make Andre do anything he doesn't want to do. Um, but, you know, you, you look at that, but I think, you know, of course, the match that, you know, stole that show was, you know, Ricky Steamboat and Randy Savage for the Intercontinental Championship. Oh, yeah, I remember that one. You yeah, know. okay. You know, and but, you know, again, you had a lot of, you know, I just pulled it up. You had a lot of great matches, and, you know, you had the Can-Am connection against Bob Orton and Magnificent Morocco, Billy Jack Haynes and, and um, versus Hercules. Um, you had the little the gimmick six-man tag team with Hillbilly Jim, the Haiti Kid and Little Beaver against King Kong Bundy and Little Tokyo and Lord Little Brook when all the all the midgets turned on King Kong Bundy at the end. Um, oh, Hardy yeah. Race and the Junkyard Dog. Um, you know Roddy Piper and Adrian Adonis. You know Butch Reed against Coco Beware. You know um, you know the Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov against the Killer Bees. And of course, you know, for the the heavyweight title was you know was Hulk Hogan and Andre. But you know, as big as you know <clears throat> that Hulk Hogan and Andre match was, <clears throat> I think more people will remember the, the Steamboat Savage match over that. Um, which you know, again, you know, well, makes my, it you know my, a, a, my, a really my, good pay per view. My other, my other one was okay. This is another one. Okay, had to be WrestleMania two when they had. Had state by state. I had to go. I had to pay ticket, get tickets to go see that because this is before it was on TV. This is before pay per view came along. This is on Shadowcast, okay? Long right. time ago. Long time ago. You know, this when Hogan versus King Kong Bunny in a, in a blue steel cage. Yeah, I I hated that blue steel cage. I, I did not like the blue cage. It, the match was all right, but the, the holes in that cage was too big. You know, anybody could shoot yeah. their body into it. You know? That's yeah, that was what? In, in, in three different cities? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Had, yeah, and, had, you know, um, that, yeah, here in Nassau, New York, Chicago, and, Lo- and Los Angeles. Yeah, and that's all. Yeah. Chicago and yep. LA. Yep. No, that, yeah, that because was that was you know very, very good. That was something. Well, it is that that was something different for for the Russian people. You know, they they branched out in a different area. Right. Yeah. No, and, they, and they were able to pull it off in in three cities. I mean, it was. Yeah. You know that, that that's a feat in and of itself. You know, trying to coordinate all all of. All of that stuff, well, you know, going together. So, I tell you what, I think WrestleMania two was was the best way where they set it up with all three three cities had it and all, you know, and nobody and, and nobody said, oh wow, let's go see this match and all, and, and, and it just went right down the timeline. Los Angeles was the last one. That was the main event right there when Hogan versus Bundy. Bundy, right? That yeah, was the I, main I, event. I just. I, yeah, I just didn't like um, that whole blue cage setup. It just, I don't know, it seemed hokey to me. I'm glad they got rid of it. Um, you know, it just, it just, it just never felt right. It never, you know, never just sat right with me. 
Mm-hmm. But, you know, it, again, you know, some people liked it, you know, some, you know, some people didn't. Um, and, I, and I'm going to top, you know, top it all. I'm going to top it off with, with my third pick, okay? I think this okay. is the number one pick that I got, okay? I'm going to say they really pulled this one off big time back in 2020, Money in the Bank. Money in the Bank, huh? Yeah, because they had the, the match right there at the headquarters. Oh, that's right. That's what they're right, right. And they're wrestling the Titan Towers. Yes. That's right. I forgot about I mean, I forgot that's when, that that's, that's what when, they were that's doing. When Oscar, that's when Oscar won the belt, but she didn't get the belt because Becky Lynch gave it to her. Okay? Right. The next night because she was pregnant. Right. They pulled that one off pretty good, too. You know what I'm saying? That That money in the bank. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, the, yeah, and, and, and I guess the, the I, I call it the building fight. I guess I, I mean, she it was okay. I, 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 you know, I, you know, I, I don't, I don't get the, the concept behind it, but you know, I, I guess. You know, if you're trying yeah, something it new, cold, you know, it was cold this season. It was cold this season. Right. And they couldn't do anything, you know. But they've really done that one good. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Now, it, you know, it, I mean, the, the MS, I believe, was pre recorded. I don't think it happened live. But, I mean, we, you know, we saw it, you know, whenever they inserted it into the show. But, you know, it, it was good. It, you know, it was, it was definitely different. You can't say that it wasn't, you yes, know, a, was. a different concept. But, you know, it, it was, you know, definitely, um, you know, yeah, I, but, I guess but groundbreaking. If you look or, at it, but if you look at it, it was in two different cities, okay? New York and Florida. I, I was it in New York and Florida? It was an NXT building in Florida. Oh, uh, well, we all, yeah, yeah Florida. Fl- well, Florida and, and and Connecticut was where they re, where they yeah um yep. where they pre-recorded the the other yes yes sure yeah was yeah. yeah technically in two different cities <laughs> mm-hmm. but you know that that you know that was yeah oh they even have it listed as the Performance Center and Titan Towers yeah yeah and, and I was at the Performance Center when I was down in Florida and they said close for business. Wow. Because it's wow. right there on the door. I should have took a picture of it, but I couldn't. It's wow. Because okay. they, they had the stands out there and all. And on the door, the glass door says, Coach for business. That's your McMahon slogan. You know what I'm saying? Okay. They, they're probably using it now again. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, and another one that, I mean, that was, that was still kind of, I guess groundbreaking. You know, it, it's it's one of my probably top ten that I can watch was um, Starcade '86. The, the following year after um, the gathering, they called it Night of the Skywalkers because the um, the Road Warriors were going to wrestle the Midnight Express on some scaffolding above the ring, um, and the, the match in itself wasn't that great because nobody knows they don't know how to wrestle up there and I mean it, it, 
it does become very dangerous that high above the ring. Um, but what made it interesting was um, Coronet, I think he climbed it, climbed the scaffolding and wound up underneath it and hanging from a part of it. And um, Big Bob Rogers was supposed to catch him um, as he fell and he missed. And Coronet came down and blew out both of his knees when he hit the mat falling from the distance yeah. that he fell because he thought Bubble was going to catch him and break his fall, and it didn't happen. Um, and I remember Cornette yeah, talking on his podcast about having to go to, you know, to the next city, whatever it was, the next day, and he's got his, you know, knees bandaged up, and he's draining them, and he's got ice on them, and, you know, he, he's still got to, you know, still got to do his job, you know, and, and just how painful it was, and... Um, you know, just, you know, but again, you know, that, that was a good card. Um, Brad Armstrong wrestled Jimmy Garvin, um, Crusher Khrushchev and Nikita Koloff beat Bobby Jaggers and Dutch Mantel. Um, Bob Rogers defeated Ronnie Garvin. Uh, Tully Blanchard defeated, uh, Dusty Rhodes in a first blood match for the television championship. And, um, actually Tully bled first. But Dylan kind of cleaned him up, um, and I, I, don't know, I think Tommy Young was the referee at the time. Um, didn't see any blood on Tully Blanchard, and then he turns around, and now Dusty's bleeding. So, of course, Dusty loses the match, loses the title, but the, the swerve to it was, you know, Tully Blanchard was really the guy that should have lost because of the interference with J.J. Dillon. You know, he wound up winning. Um, and the Rock and Roll Express defeated, you know, the Minnesota Wrecking Crew, Arn Anderson, only Anderson. Um, mm-hmm. And then Ric Flair wrestled Nikita Koloff to a double disqualification um, in their title match. But, you know, I I think the the quality of these pay-per-views have, have gone down a little bit. Um, they're not where they used to be. Um, you know, I... I think they're a little too long sometimes. Um, you know, I, I do think there are some good quality old, um, you know, pay-per-views out there. I got, um, yeah. see, Money in, Money in the Bank 2011. Um, it, that, that's the Cena wins, we riot kind of um, connotation to it. Um you know, and I believe, you know, that that Money in the Bank from 2011 was one of those um, pay-per-views that, you know, have to be up there um, as far as, you know, all-time, you know, greats, I guess you could say, or all-time good ones. Um, let me see, I'm trying to pull, I'm pulling up the card now. Yeah, CM Punk defeated John Cena for the um, W. WWE Championship, Cena lost the title, and he was, you know, quote-unquote fired. Um, Christian defeats Randy Orton for um, for the World Heavyweight Championship. Um, if, you know, and the stipulation was if Orton was disqualified or if there was poor officiating, Orton would lose the title anyway, so he could lose the, the title on a, on a DQ. Um, Alberto Del Rio um, won the Money in the Bank match. That year, um, for Raw, I believe, and Daniel Bryan won the SmackDown Money in the Bank 
Um, Cody Rhodes happened to be in that one with Daniel Bryan, Heath Slater, Justin Gabriel, Kane, Sincara, Sheamus, and Wade Barrett. So, had a lot of guys that, you know, that were in that match that are still, some are still with the WWE and some have left and come back. And, you know, a lot of guys that, you know, that are still around and, you know, still selling tickets and, you know, making these pay-per-views work. Um, but, you know, I just, you know, again, I, I don't think the pay-per-views are, you know, where they are. I'm not saying they're bad. I'm not saying that they were, um, you know, you know, anything like that. You know, I just think that they, you know, they need some work and they need um, some more oomph to them or some more, you know, surprises to them. Um, I know WrestleMania um, 17 or X7 or whatever they call it, um, the Rock yeah. and Stone Cold was a was a really good um, pay per view. Um, Edge and Christian defeated the Dudley Boys and the Hardy Hardy Boys in a TLC match. Um, Love seeing all you know all six of those guys in a TLC match. You know I think they were they worked great together. Um, you know they, they you know they they were it was a good match. It was. Um, Always well done. Anytime you get those six guys together, I don't see how you could have a, you know, a bad match per se. You know, I think they're all, you know, quality guys. Um, but I did hear, you know, unrelated to the pay-per-view, I did hear an internet rumor that Bubba Ray would like a chance to wrestle Brock Lesnar sometime in, in 2024. Or 2023, did he say? Maybe 2023. Sometime this year. Hmm. He, he, he put it out on Twitter to book it, you know, um, Bully Ray and Brock Lesnar, and he and he just wrote after that, you know, book it. So I, you know, I don't I don't know if he's just trying to generate some buzz, or does he mean it, or you know, or is this something that's in the works and we don't know about it yet? Because I would love to see that match. I think that would be, you know, a hey, great match. Hey, pretty Unexpected, expected. You know what I'm saying? Because you never know what they got up their sleeves. Never. Yeah, that's why you can never say never. You can, you know, you never, you can never say, yep. oh, that, you know, that'll that'll never happen, because it, you know, right, again, uh, in the world of professional wrestling, it could happen. I'm gonna throw one out, okay? This wasn't on pay per view or nothing. I'm just gonna throw this one out because it was a WWE tour, okay? This is the one I went mm-hmm. to. I think you was there too, okay? The Heart Attack Tour. Remember that one in in Philly? Vaguely, it sounds familiar. The Heart Attack Tour when Bret Hart versus, uh, I think, his brother, I'm, I'm not sure. No, it was a casket match. I, I vaguely remember it. it. It sounds very, very familiar. I don't know the specifics, but it does sound very, very familiar. Yeah. That's not, that wasn't no pay-per-view event. It was a tour. Okay, they were going right. around. Right. Well, that's how that's how the the excuse me before WWE acquired WCW. That's how the Great American Bash started. Was it was a tour that started that ran literally through the summer, um, and they would go to you know multiple cities. Um, I remember the tour. Yeah, I, I can't remember what what year it was, but the the big deal was. You know, Ric Flair was starting out 
the Great American Bash as champion. It had to be probably 85 or 86, um, maybe a little later. But he was defending his title like 30 times in like 32 days because of all the stops that this Great American Bash was making, you know, in at the Omni in Greensboro. <clears throat> it came to Philly. It came to Baltimore. It literally traveled up and down the East Coast. And Ric Flair, you know, well, Ric Flair started out as champion, and the whole thing was, will he still be champion when it's over? And, I mean, he fought everybody. He fought, I think, both the Road Warriors during that time, you know, Dusty and, and Magnum and Nikita Koloff and, you know, Ronnie Garvin and all these guys he was fighting, you know, and, you know, obviously, you know, he made it through. But, you know, the Great American Bash started out as a tour. It was never a, you know, a, a single event. Was, no, I shouldn't say never. It didn't start out as a single event. It, it spawned from a, a tour to generate money, you know, in the summertime. And it was just great. It, you know, there was a lot of excitement. There was, you know, every week when we watched, you know, the 605 TBS broadcast, we were getting updates on who won and who lost and, you know, where mm-hmm. they're headed to next and, and all these matches. And it made you literally want to tune in, you know, every week um, and get there. Um, and just for, I know we do have a couple of callers stacking up, you know, we will get to you. Um, just hang tight. Um, I do see you. We will get to you guys, um, here very, very shortly. Um, but I remember, what is it? Was it, I'm trying to remember the, the ECW pay-per-view that I really liked. Um, was it, um, November to Dismember? Yeah, okay. Let me see. Let me see what you... I'm trying to remember which one it was. Yeah, uh, which one? Did... I think it was, it was e- 1995, I think it was. The, the, the December to this member. Okay. I'm looking at yeah, the... Yeah, uh, the, yeah. I'm looking at the one-night stand... 2008. Undertaker versus Edge. Yes. This this December, I remember, had the Pitbulls against the Eliminators. um, Yeah. Rey Mysterio against Psychosis. It was an ECW pay-per-view event. Yep. Um, Two Cold Scorpio and the Sandman. Defeated the Public Enemy, um, Terry Funk and Tommy Dreamer defeated Raven and Cactus Jack. <clears throat> um, mm-hmm. Mikey Whipwreck, one of my all-time favorite underdogs of all time, um, defeated none other than Stone Cold Steve Austin um, for the ECW. Well, he was Mikey Whipwreck was champion. Um, he defended against Stone Cold Steve Austin, um, and that was I think Austin still had long hair at the time. Um, he was kind of mocking Hulk Hogan a little bit and kind of calling out WCW and Eric Bischoff for saying that he would, you know, they would never be able to sell tickets. And, you know, they, they, they really did a, a good job kind of maybe starting to birth the, the Stone Cold kind of character. Um, and um, I think that was like a precursor to the Stone Cold that we know now. Um, but that I got another. I got another Dad, in your house, sixteen. The Canadian Stampede, 
1997. In your house. In your house. Man, that's a sixteen Canadian stampede. That, yeah, that that that's a, a paper. You know, I I almost wish they would bring back. But you know, I guess they. I mean, they already have so many pay per views. Yeah. Yeah, that had that had the Godwins. I think I think this is the last one that Brian Pullman was in. The last one, I believe. Yeah, he was he was part of the Heart Foundation. Yes. Yeah, they had a ten man. It was it was Bret Hart, Brian Pillman, the British Bulldog, Jim Neidhart, and Owen Hart against Ken Shamrock, Goldust, Animal and Hawk, and Stone Cold Steve Austin. They had the, the Godwins defeating the New Blackjacks, which uh, <laughs> Bradshaw and Wyndham, Triple H mm-hmm. with. Mankind went to a, a double countout. Um, the great Suzuki defeated uh, Takamichinoku, and the Undertaker defeated Vader pin, what, by pinfall for the WWE. Well, he was champion to retain the championship. But yeah, see that. I mean, that was that's a nice style card. It's only five matches. It's you know, it's yeah, yeah. That was only five. I, I remember that. And you know, I used to watch it over my sister's yeah. house. And they're you know they're they're nice nice little pay per views. I don't see why they have to have all of these people you know hanging on all the time and you know going you know two and a half three three and a half hours. That's just a long time to try to watch a pay per view. Um, and, and I guarantee you, okay, these callers, okay, I know which one they're going. Uh, I think I know which one somebody's going to pick, okay. I got okay. Montreal screw job. Montreal no. got screwed out. Remember that one? Uh, yeah, I, yeah. No, I, I remember it vividly. I remember watching it and thinking that you know this, you know this can't be happening. And I still to this day, and I mean, you know, call me a conspiracy theorist or whatever, but I think that was a work. I think they're just they're not. I think they've gone on so long with making us believe that, that it was a shoot, that it was real, that they kind of can't go back now. And, you know, it's kind of like they told that lie so many times that they can't, they can't take it back now. But I do believe that that was 100% work. I do believe that, you know, Michaels and, and, and Brett were in on it. Um, and, and, and if I had the cojones when I saw him, I would have asked him when I ran into Brett Hart at the Chicago airport a couple months ago, but, I'm not. I'm not going to pick a fight with that guy. <laughs> I'm not. I'm certainly not going to make you mad. <laughs> no, no I'm not doing it. But hey, Brett, yeah, I, I do believe. Hey, Brett, 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 I got an issue about the Montreal screw guy. What do you say about that? Oh, leave me alone, kid. Right, like, <laughs> right, like, 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 he, like he hasn't already heard that a thousand times. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I, you know, I, I do remember that. I, and I remember make really making mainstream. You know, sports. It was on ESPN reported it. You know that you know there was a they called it a falling out between you know Bret Hart and Vince McMahon. And I remember Bret Hart spitting on Vince McMahon and it just kind of hanging on his face. He just kind of wiped it off. And I'm like, wow, this 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 really like they've and I remember thinking, man, they've gone too far, man. They 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 should have let him hold on to the title and he would have dropped it the next day. You know what's the big deal? But again, here we are. You know, and now if that happens, if Bret Hart loses the title or 
wins the title or retains the title there, drops it the next night on Raw like like he says he wanted to, we wouldn't remember that one. We would, you know, it yeah. would, it, Bret Hart would have left and went to WCW, and and that would have been that. But here we are talking about it because of of, of the impact that it had, and the, um, you know, the 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 memory that it left, and the, you know, the the staying power that it has. It, you know, it's still there. We're still talking about it. We're still debating whether or not you know it was real or if it, if, if it was. You know, or if it was a work, and you can make a a, a case for both sides of it. Me, I, I just believe that that this was a work. They were in on it. Everybody involved was in on it, and and they pulled it off to perfection. And they made us believe mm-hmm. it, which is their job. You know, they need to make me believe that this is what's happened, and that this is, you know, truly Bret Hart got screwed out of the title, and then for Vince McMahon. To, to come out and and callously say that Brett screwed Brett, you know it was nobody else's fault but Brett's because of how he conducted himself. And, that's what and I'm like, was saying after that, that's what anybody was saying after that it was Brett on Brett. Right, right. And, and because that that's the story that they wanted to to protect, and I, and I believe they 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 did a lot because I think, you know, in in his cold hearts of hearts that Vince McMahon has, he. He still felt maybe a little obligated to Bret Hart, maybe to the Hart family, you know, to um, to have him go, kind of still go out on top, but, you know, not leave with the title, <clears throat> you know, kind of like Medusa did and kind of like he had Ric Flair do when Ric Flair came to WWF, you know, he did not yeah. take in the title with him. And it, it, I think it left everybody, like everybody won. Bret Hart won because we all think she got screwed out of it. Shawn Michaels won because he got the title and, it, and it's back around the guy who they're going to lock up for a long time as their champion. And Vince McMahon wins because it's June 1st of 2023 and we're still talking about it. So, yep. you know, I think everybody, everybody wins. Yep. And I'll tell you everybody what, wins. After, after all the callers, okay, I'm going to run down the top ten of all great pay-per-view events. How's that? That sounds wonderful. Now, the Montreal yeah, Screwjob happened in 1997. So we're 23, okay. 26 so years out. ago. Yeah, let's find out what's number one. And I'm not going to say it until after all the callers. Then we go, then I, then I get the list and find out the, the top ten of all time. Okay. Well, let's Let's um. Let me take a break because we're kind of up against it now. Yeah. Um. We'll take a break, and then on the other side of the break, you know, we'll we'll get to all the callers that are lining up. So guys, we'll be right yeah. back. Give me a couple of minutes. We'll be right back after after a commercial. Hey, this is Total Package Lex Luger. You're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. Check out In the Room every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Kazzy Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you are Ray there too, right, Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then we got pregnant. I didn't get pregnant either. 
Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Yo, this is Jerry Stein of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs here. You get nasty. Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby. VOC Nation is one of the longest-running wrestling podcast networks. Having started way back in 2010... VOC Nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts and guests via phone calls, emails, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include former backstage interviewer from both AWA and WWE, Ken Resnick, former WCW performer The Maestro, former Impact performer Wes Frisco, Pro Wrestling Illustrated contributor Brady Hick, and former Philadelphia radio personality Bruce Works. Archive-free content includes past interviews, with huge names like Hulk Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Kurt Angle, Jimmy Hart, Ricky Steamboat, Sting, Nick Foley, Joey Styles, Howard Finkel, and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter at VOCNation. Phil After has been in the pro wrestling business for over 50 years. Hey, Tony here with uh, Arn Anderson. Arn, first of all, your height and weight. 6'1", 255. And now subscribers to VOC Nation Premium get exclusive access to Bill After's archived audio footage. And uh, where's your hometown? Minneapolis, Minnesota. Okay, and uh, give us something about your back. First of all, your relationship to Ole Anderson. Ole is my Subscription to VOC Nation Premium starts at just $3 a month and includes commercial-free audio and video versions of our top podcasts. Okay, we're speaking here with uh, the manager of the World Heavyweight Tag Team Champions, Tarzan Tyler and Luke Graham, and he's, uh, he's sort of glowing tonight about a new prospect we haven't heard of yet. And for just $9 a month, Aptor's archives are all yours. Uh, would you tell us who this new prospect well, is? Well, I'll tell you, Bill, I've searched the world, and I finally <laughs> found a true world champion. I finally found... What's your opinion of uh, Ivan Koloff winning the title from Bruno San Martino? Well, I think, uh, I don't know what to say, but I, well, I want to say one thing. Bruno was an early champion. Here exclusive interviews with the greatest performers of all time. We're still after, and once again, we're speaking here with Bruno San Martino. Bruno, first of all, how did you and Bruiser lose that title to the Valiant? Well, actually, it was a, a, a very unusual loss, if you want to call it a Did loss. Have anything to do? Well, yes, but the whole thing is that the rules, as I always understood them, was that the title could only be lost by ten or, or submission, which is the same rules as uh, my title, the World War Wrestling Federation. That night, uh, it was... To sign up, it's very simple. Head to premium.vocnation.com or go to patreon.com slash vocnation. VOC Nation takes you behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week. Talking dream matches. Taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation radio network. This is Matt Hardy, and you are listening to the VOC Nation.
right. Welcome back, guys. Oh, hold on a minute. There we go. Welcome back to WCW Retro. Um, it's Howard Morgan here and, and the Rap Boy talking uh, greatest pay-per-views. Um, we're going to take a, uh, a call right now. We're going to try to get some of these callers knocked out. Three one four. You're on WCW Retro. It's, it's hot. It's hot. Where are you at? Not yet. What's going on, girl? How are you? Tora, can you hear us? Yeah. How's it going? It's going great. It's so hot down here. Where you at? At my daughter's house. What state? Saint yeah, what state? Oh, St. Oh, Louis. Okay. She's, still, she's still home with the arches, you know, the home with the arches, you know, the McDonald arches. The McDonald's, right. Yeah, because yeah. I heard that Brady place be going, going there to paint them yellow. Not, they ain't going to be white no more. They're going to be yellow. That's McDonald's. Oh, gosh. <laughs> well, I'm, 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 I'm actually a, a little more remote, too. I'm actually, I'll be flying back tomorrow, but I'm in Amarillo, Texas right now. Oh wow! I'll be flying wow. back. Yeah, I'll be flying back. Um, my I got to be at the airport at like three thirty in the morning. My plane takes off at four. I fly to Dallas, and then from Dallas I fly back to Philly. Hmm. So I'll be in Philly Give around noon. Give me a favor when you're in Dallas. Okay. What, what's spit that? on Dallas for me. Spit on spit on <laughs> Dallas for me. I can't stand Dallas. I don't, I don't even like the airport, but hopefully my trip goes uneventfully, and hopefully we don't have any, any hang-ups. Now you got a reason to spit on Dallas. Yeah. Well, I don't really need a reason because Dallas is still Dallas. <laughs> always, always will be. So, Tor, what's going on in your world today? How are you doing? Man, it's been so hot down here. We had like a 95 degrees. Wow. Yeah. No, it's not quite that hot here in Texas. It got to about 86 today, but it, it wasn't bad. There was no humidity, but it was it was a little warm, but not not no not no 95, not not humid or nothing. It was a really nice day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what, what are your thoughts on on pay-per-views? Do you get a chance to watch a lot of pay-per-views, or what is what's your favorite pay-per-view? Pay-per-view from last week um, on a Saturday night. Um, I think it was probably Bianca and Oscar match. That was your favorite from the last pay-per-view, Bianca and Oscar. That yeah. was a good match. I, yeah, I, 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 I would have to say that that was a good one. Um, I'm mm -hmm. a little surprised that that Oscar won, but. You know, um, you know, I, I, I don't know what what their thinking is. I, I don't, you know, I, again, I don't know why they did it. Um, I don't certainly don't. I don't agree with it. But I mean, that, that's just me. I was a little upset at the Rhea Ripley Natalia match. I, I thought Natalia losing and 
literally a minute. You know, I don't know. I think that that could have gone a little bit longer, and we still could have come out looking strong. They could have still ended it the same way that they did, but I don't know why they just went. Well, officially it says here a minute and ten seconds. I, I don't know. I don't know why they would do that to Natalia. I think she's a good talent. She's a good performer. And it was her birthday. And it was her birthday, and you can't, you know, you, Rhea could have still come out looking strong like, like she did, but and not not as, as a dominant. I mean, you had Gunther and Mustafa Ali go almost eight minutes, <laughs> and Gunther looked, you know, came out looking strong in that match. So it's possible to have a good six, seven, eight-minute match, and your, your, your strong person still coming out looking looking strong and not having any, you know, any fallout from that. Um, you know, Brock mm-hmm. Lesnar looked as strong as he's ever been against Cody Rhodes, you know, in submission. I don't know. I, I, I don't, you know, <clears throat> they call it a technical submission. I, I think I would have rather seen Cody Rhodes, you know, lose by pinfall. But, again, that, you know, that's just me. Um, I, I like what they're doing with the bloodline <clears throat> with um, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn and, and the Usos. Um, I think that's, you know, that's that's right up there. Um, you know, that's, that's, that'll be interesting to see if both the Usos are out or if just one and then, you know, how do you work that? It's going to be very interesting. And then I think the um, – the tension between Solo Sokoa and I think Roman Reigns is going to continue to build. <clears throat> you know, I think Solo is going to eventually challenge Roman Reigns. I don't, but I don't think so until sometime late next year, if it ever happens. Um, you know, I, I think you know, again, top to bottom, except for the the Rhea Ripley Natalia match, I think they were all you know decent matches. You know, I think I would give that that pay per view. You know. Probably a solid B plus, I think. Rap, what were, you, what were your impressions? Did you get to see the whole show? Yes, I did. I, I, I like it from the top to bottom, where, where he's done everything. You know, the way the way that yeah, uh, wait, wait, Jimmy said something. He said, I, 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 "I'm the travel chief." That's when Roman Reigns yeah. came out. You know what I'm saying? And, and all of a sudden, yeah. you saw what happened the next night. It's going to be those two versus those two, and all of a sudden, Rashishi is going to be there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the next yeah, again, event. yeah. Again, this is the world of professional wrestling, so I don't, you know. Yeah. Listen, they they brought back Savio Vega and 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 Carlito. So, who's to say that you know Rikishi doesn't come back? Um, right. They, but I did they hear back some of the that, old ones back. Keep right. The, keep the older. Uh, Keep the older people interested in it, you know. Not, right, not, not right. the new, not the new stuff. And, and I and I did hear that um, the Rollins Styles match was actually supposed to be further down on the card, but for for Seth to catch his flight back to, I guess, start his 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 movie, they actually had the movie up to first. That's why they kicked off the. The show, and, and again, I don't agree with, you know, anybody that has a title, you know, you should automatically get bumped down 
again, this is <clears throat> this was night of champion, so you know theoretically all of your titles should have been on the line, but you know your world heavyweight title is is the big one, so it, it should be near the end of the the pay per view. But I understand why they did it if he's got another flight to catch or whatever flight back home or wherever right. the filming so location he, is. I, yes, he is doing a movie. He's uh, called Captain right. America. Yeah, Captain America. And that's a good that's a good suggestion for next week. You know, wrestlers turn stars for next week. Yeah, well, I was thinking about that. You know, who, you know, who who is? I mean, obviously, The Rock is who he is, um, and John yeah. Cena is who he is. But you know, we now we have Seth Rollins now. You know, we've had The Miz in a couple. We've had um, we got we got Liv Morgan and Charlotte doing a movie together. That right. be shooting. Um, Next month, this right. month here. Right, Ted DiBiase Jr. Like was that. in movies. You know, Hulk Hogan was in them. So there, you know, there was a, there's a lot of yeah, you got Zeus. Just, yeah. Um, so there, there was a, there's, there's a, a lot, lot of guys of that. Have, I mean, Barry the King Lawyer was in a movie. Yeah, and it, I mean, it goes further back than that. You know, in, in, in yeah. a lot of movies. Um, yes. But yeah, maybe maybe that's the topic for a future show. Um, yeah. But I did like this pay-per-view. Um, Tor, is there any pay-per-view, you know, in the past that that you really like? It doesn't have to be from this year. It could be from any year. Um, we started off back in 1985. So is there, is there a pay-per-view that you could watch kind of over and over again? And, and, you know, kind of like your favorite movie where you could really – you don't really get tired of seeing even though you know the outcome, you know how it ends. Um, is there one pay-per-view in particular that sticks out for you? Um, this one was not a pay-per-view. This was back in no. October 2013. It was a okay. night Raw. It's based on a true okay. story. This was a time when the big show was suspended from Raw. When he okay. almost lost everything, and uh, he came down here and, and purchased a ticket right next to me, and he had his pen on my hand and his shoe on my foot, and I had on some flip flops on, and uh, he didn't even realize that he was on my foot and my hand. So I'm out here <laughs> screaming and hollering at him. <laughs> Matador mm-hmm. versus uh, three-man band, 
mm-hmm. uh, Ryback versus our truth the, mm-hmm. the Real Americans versus Tons of Funk, uh, mm-hmm. Tamina versus Bria Bella, CM Punk mm-hmm. versus Curtis Axel, Alberto The Real versus Daniel Bryan, and it looks like they wrapped up the night with Cody Rhodes and Goldust versus Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns. Yeah. So that, again, that's, a, that's, that's a nice card. Yeah, and I found out on that same night when I left from there at Enterprise Center, I went home, and all of a sudden I got a text message from The Shield, The Big Show, and Nelly. (laughs) It was funny, though. It was really, really funny. They they texted me at 4 o'clock in the morning. All of them. And I'm like, how the wow. heck did they get my phone number? <laughs> they probably, maybe the big show, maybe the big show got your got your telephone number that quick when he was sitting yeah, next to you. Yeah, but he wanted to apologize for stepping on my hand and my foot. <laughs> I had a big old lump on my foot, and I still got that lump. <laughs> so, wow! Hey, poor. So don't feel too bad so, because. I had to run into the big show uh, at the arena here in Trenton, right? Is that? Because I was working there at the time, at the mm-hmm. arena, right? I was just sitting there watching the show before everything shut down. Big show came up to me, me and him went face to face, and he looked at me and stuck his tongue at me and walked away. I said, you know what? That's why I don't like these giants, because they, they can do anything they want. Guess what? Mm-hmm. I want to become a wrestler. And guess what? I want you, Big Show, in the ring. <laughs> and and he, looked, he turned around what? at me again and stuck his tongue at me again. Mm-mm. Yeah. Well, let, let's, that's let, why I don't, let, let's not say, that's you, why I don't let's not say you came face Let's not say you came face-to-face with the Big Show. You probably came face-to-belly button with the Big Show. <laughs> no, I was sitting down at the time. And he was walking, walking... Back to the dressing room. And I was face to face with him. Mm-mm-mm. And I had I had all these people holding me back. Wow. <laughs> I'm still asking. Well, it's a good thing for Big Show. It's a good thing for Big Show that you that you were being held back. Yep. Well, he'd been throwing, well, he, 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 he would have been thrown out of that building, you know what I'm saying? But he would have started, and I wasn't at the time, you know? Oh, well. Mm-hmm. Well, at least, or, at least at least you have a, a permanent souvenir <coughs> from that night. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's good stuff. Oh, yeah, we, we had a good time. My daughter was little at that time. She was in kindergarten. Okay. And I took her to school yeah, that I, day and, and put the ticket in her folder, and she was so tired. <laughs> <laughs> I went, like, on a school night. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I remember the, the first time I, I went to the Philadelphia Spectrum, my my dad took mm-hmm. me. I begged him and begged him to get tickets. And I remember sitting, we were, I don't know, probably on the – the first level up, I can't remember how far back we were, but I remember thinking, man, this man, this is where it happens. This is where these guys come out. And I, we were on the opposite side of where the wrestlers came out, 
and um, Andre was Andre the Giant came out. It was probably fourth or fifth match. It was a handicap match to two local guys or whoever. I can't even remember who they were. And I remember thinking, man, look, just look how big this guy. I was I was young. I was 13, 12, somewhere around there. And I remember that just how big he looked. He, I mean, he was just so massive um, coming out. And I remember seeing Bob Backlund there. Um, and just it was it, it was just an all. I can't remember all of the matches, um, but I do, the, what does stick out is I remember Andre walking out and just seeing how massive he was. And when he got in the ring, and you know, and he. And he got, you know, standing on in the ring, he seemed just so much bigger, you know, standing there and just watching him just pummel these two guys and then, you know, just, ha- you know, ha- imposing his will on them. You know, and this is back when Andre could actually move around the ring a little bit. Um, but, it, you know, it, it was it was such a great time and that kind of solidified my, my love for wrestling. Actually staying alive. I met, I met, yeah, I met him um, one time. Uh, we got this uh, guy named Harry. Okay, he's real nice, you know. He he he's he, he's gay, but he's really cool, you know. Dude, back I got out of high school. He said, "Come with me, you and the guys, right? Some some of these kids." We went back to his house, right? Got to his house, right? And we're on bro, right? We all got out. We saw this big guy picking up a Volkswagen. Who the hell is that? Excuse my language, right? Well, that's one of the wrestlers. I said, say, what? Yeah, that's one of the wrestlers, you know. I said, oh, and I said, who is that again? Oh, well, I, you didn't know I, I live next to the grill mushroom? I said, no. Oh, well, that's, wow. And, and we walked up, we went up to our grill mushroom, we shook his hand, and all said, oh, I want you guys to meet Andre the Giant. Wow. Oh, holy wow. Damn. Oh, wow. And, 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 and Gorilla was a big guy. I mean, he was no slouch yeah. either. He was a big guy. Yes. Really, I didn't know. Wow. We didn't know that he was right next door to grill mushroom. And I don't know what. Oh, wow. That's yeah, the first time I, I, really, I always come in a counter with Andre the Giant. His hand was real... My, his hand could fit my whole face right now. That's how big his hand was. Oh, yeah. He, he, was, he was just a, a big, massive human being. Yeah, but just, when you talk about... When you, when you talk about Spectrum Wrestling, okay, do you remember anything... Different today? No, I haven't been to a, a, a lot I'm of events and I don't know how long. All right, I'm going to tell you, okay? Today, they got them all come out in one door. The other, the, 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 uh, the events here, they just have a bad guy come out yeah, to the ring, and the yeah. other side was the good guys. <laughs> Well, yes, they, yeah, they had two separate locker rooms. Yeah, two separate entrances. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Now, now it's only one. Yeah, that, that I do remember. I, I remember that. Yes. And I remember trying to watch the go the ramp coming up out of the bottom of the spectrum to see if we could see any of them leaving. But I mean, we waited around like a half an hour, and 
you know, yeah, like we didn't see anybody uh, anybody leave. I used to be I used to be there early to watch them go in. One time they came in on a bus. From the oh session, wow! You know, I said they all got off the bus, you know, and some. And uh, one time they they bought their cars, you know. I met um, one man gang, the big boss man, honky tonk man. They were all riding together. Everything, you know what I'm saying? I said, wow, this is something else. Because we used to wow, be there early. that's cool. We used to hang out there. You know, we used to be there around 11 o'clock in the morning, and the show don't start until 8. Wow. Yeah, that's a long time. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if I can stay there that long. Yeah, that's what we done, just hung out. And that's, that's, what, we, that's what we used to do at the, uh, the ECW. Okay, okay, the arena there. We should, right. we, we should be the first ones in line. Yeah, I actually, I, I briefly ran and briefly, um, when I say briefly, it was, you know, somebody said, excuse me, as I was kind of in the way, and they were going into the arena while we were kind of waiting outside, and it was it was Bam Bam Bigelow, and he, he just walked right past me. <laughs> and mm-hmm. that's as close as that I've gotten to meeting you know, somebody of, of that caliber, um, you know, uh, what I'll say, a superstar at the time, it was just, you know, hey, get, hey, get out of my way, you know. So, and listen, I'll, I'll you know, I, I definitely didn't want to stand in this way for too long. <laughs> right, yeah. Because uh, plus, plus, uh, when I was at the ECW Arena, they had a show called PWI, PWU, okay? We were all out there, right? Guess who shows up in line? Guess who showed up to party with us? No other than, bless his soul, I love this guy too much, okay? I seen him from the start, trying to ask it. He was out oh, there partying wow. with us. He was partying yeah, with us. He, he was going way too soon. Yeah. He would have he he made it today. Way. He would have made it today. But now his second wow. partner, Johnny Cashmere, got his own team now. Called a new Backseat uh, Boys. Okay. So what, 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 is your, what is your list of all-time favorite pay-per-views, Rebel? You should add a list for us. Yeah, okay. Run them down and, and tell me what, what made them... Why do you think they're, they're however many you have, top 10 or top 20? What made it for you? i got to find it now. No, that, oh, here it is. Hang on. It's coming up. Okay. This one here, okay? I'm starting from 10, work my way down. Okay? Okay. This one I liked, okay? Number 10, WrestleMania 30. When Brock Lesnar beat The Undertaker. Oh, the, yeah, the streak. Yep. Yeah, I, I, I'm still a little torn over that. I I think the streak is something that we should still be talking about. Uh, I don't right. know why they right. they chose to end it. Uh, yeah, I'm 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 torn with that. Um. I, again, I just, I just don't think it, it, it should have ended. I think they should have stayed intact. And, I mean, intact, again, with, uh, I, 
again, the Undertaker was too short anyway, you know what I'm saying? Because I heard through Paul Bearer, because I, I did talk to Paul Bearer before he passed away, right? And he asked me what happened to me. I had a shot of collarbone. He said, boy, you know the Undertaker? I said, yeah. He said, well, the Undertaker's got a lot more bones broken than you. He's got a lot of metal bars in his body, you know. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. And he told me everything about the Undertaker. He says, he, he, he's up there, but, you know, it, it's time for him to screw it in. <coughs> That's probably why they yeah. gave it to Brock Lesnar, you know what I'm saying? Because maybe his body yeah. wasn't handling the medals and all, you know? Right. But they still could have kept the streak intact and let him go out kind of on top. Yeah. And I don't know whose yeah. idea it was or or what, but... You know, again, I just wish the streak was was still intact. We're still there. We're still there. No, yeah, it, it is. I mean, we'll still talk about it, you know, talking about, you know, the, the 23 and 1 or whatever it is. That, that, that would have been something to see Roman Reigns versus The Undertaker, you know, at one of the, at a WrestleMania, you know? Well, that, 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 that you know, I did, him. I did see a um, an article that, you know, um, the Undertaker said if he, you know if he was if he could still go and and you know have a match, he would like that one of his favorites would be against Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. But you know his his body just won't let him do it. Yeah. So what, what do you got? What's your number nine? Number nine is SummerSlam 213. That was um, Randy Orton cashing the money in the bank. Okay. Defeated, and it was Daniel Bryan defeated uh, John Cena. Right. CM okay. Punk, yes. CM Punk and Brock Lesnar. Yeah, that was a okay. good match. Yes. Yeah, and Christian against uh, Alberto Del Rio. Okay. Different yeah, that was a good one. You know. There was a very our first pay per view event. Uh, that was against Kane, right? Yes. Yeah, I do remember that one. That, that's the Bray Wyatt I like. I don't, I don't get all this other goofy stuff they were trying to do with him. Yeah, but I heard that uh, he he might be coming back before SummerSlam. I heard. Uh, well, I got gimmick again. Yeah, they, you know, they've been saying he's coming back, he's coming back, and he still has it. So I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. Okay. Right, so what do you got? What's eight. number eight? Royal Rumble. Point zero one. Royal okay. Rumble 2001, huh? Yes. Okay. Ivy versus China. Ivy versus China. Chris Jericho and Chris Benoit. Oh, yes. And the Dudley Boys against Edge and Christian. Yeah, again, you know, you get the Dudley Boys and Edge and Christian or, you know, the Dudley Boys or Hardy Boys or <clears throat> Edge and Christian and Hardy Boys, I think that's going to be, you know, they're going to be great matches. I love the Dudley Boys. I love the Edge and Christian. Yeah. I, yeah, met, the and, and, I met the Dudley Boys when they were at ECW. I met them at, at the Yardville event here. They love me so much, and they took me under their wing. 
the Dudley Square. Oh, nice. So, so you're an honorary Dudley boy, huh? And, and I like Chris Benoit. I know he's this, got a... This, this, this is before Spike came in the picture, okay? <laughs> this is before Spike came in the picture. I was the first first Spike Dudley, though. <laughs> and that's on a what? Yeah. Wow. Wow. Okay, so now, what number, you got number seven. Number seven is, is that ECW One Night Stand 2005. All right, what made that special for you, or why why is it on your list? It, it was the uh, Dougie Boys versus the Sandman and Tommy Dreamer. I love the Sandman. Oh, Sandman was good. Yeah, I just don't think he was a, he was a, I don't think he was a good fit for WWE, but he, I, I do love the Sandman. Yeah, and Tommy Dreamer because one time I met Tommy Dreamer and Alana Blaze a block away from me at a store. I brought Tommy Dreamer and Alana Blaze back to my house, and we sat there in my in my front room, and I gave him something to eat and something to drink, and we were talking. And wow. uh, after that, after that, they, they had a, uh, some kind of convention a couple of years ago in in Philly at the hotel there. It was around okay. Christmas. I was dressed up like an elf, and Tommy Dreamer said. I need I need to tape to you saying uh, Merry Christmas, you know, and I've done it for him <laughs> for his show. Oh wow! That, that he used to have. That was a that was wild back. Wow. Okay, what what you what are we at number six? Number six is uh what is it Avengers, two thousand five. Avengers two thousand five, huh? Yeah, that, that's number six. I don't know why it's okay. number six and put, put it that way. Because mm-hmm. they have Victoria versus Christine Helms. I think that was the last match that she ever done before she came to be a Playboy model. Oh, okay. I think that was uh, the that, last that's match. A big match. Yeah. The big match there was Batista and Triple H and a Hell in a Cell. Yes. Oh, it had, hmm. oh, it had Hurricane and Rosie on there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And guess what? Guess what? I, I'm going to say something about Rosie, okay? I didn't know it was him, okay? Because uh, because I, I used to uh, work for Home Depot, okay? And the van used to uh, pick us up and take us there, right? The lady mm-hmm. that used to drive the van, okay, she's still living. Said, oh, you, I was talking about wrestling. She said, you know Rosie? I said, yes, I know Rosie from WWE. Well, that's my grandson. I said, really? She said, yes. He did, I said, where did you live at? He said, oh, he lives here in the area. I found out where my friend lived at, okay, in, uh, in these apartment buildings. He lived right in those apartment buildings. I didn't know that. And Rosie's still still living there too. Ain't that wow. Funny? Wow. All right, where are we at? Number five. Number five, Survivor Series, twenty o two. 
Brock Lesnar and, and the Big Show. Oh, Brock and the Big Show. Okay. That's when Cole nice. Heenan came I, out and all. The Elimination Chamber. Rob Van Dam, oh, yeah. Booker T. Payne, Chris Jericho, Triple H. Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh yeah, even have the Dudley the boys in an elimination chamber match too. Yeah. And they got for number four too. Same no SummerSlam. This is SummerSlam twenty twenty two. Oh whoa. Back to back twenty twos, you know. Okay, so that's that's number versus four. Ray Mysterio. Yeah, it's number four. Eddie Guerrero, Rob Van Dam versus Chris Van Wall. And Edge. Okay, we're, we have three now? Three. WrestleMania 19. The A-Train and the Big Show. I think... Uh, the A-Train, wow. Yeah. This was uh Jazz and, and uh Victoria. Chris Jazz had a great oh, performance to be in uh Jazz and Victoria in, in a women's championship. That was a triple threat match. Yeah, that had the the Hogan Mr. McMahon fight that Hogan launched after retired. Yeah. Wow, that match went 20 minutes? Oh, my gosh. I can't imagine a 20-minute Hulk Hogan match. Mm-hmm. Okay, number two. Okay. Is Money in the Bank, 2011. John Cena versus CM Punk. Randy Orton against Christian. That was a, that was a ladder match. Oh well, don't tell me. What? Number one, WrestleMania okay. seventeen. WrestleMania seventeen. The Dougie yeah, Boys versus Matt Hardy against Christian Edge. The ladder match. TLC. Yeah, yeah, we talked about, briefly, we talked about that earlier, yes. Yeah, that, that's that number one. The Stone Cold and The Rock as the, I believe, is the main event. Yes. Yes. But I tell you what, those three, those three teams are really pushing a lot of work in, 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 into that, you know? I give them more Absolutely. Play. You know, with Absolutely. the ladders yeah. and chairs, you know. You don't know who was going and, to win. Everybody was getting hurt, but they kept their boundaries. They know where, where to hit them at, and, and what smoothie. Nobody didn't get it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Nobody got. Yeah. And tell you what, you know, the, the WWE made a ton of money with those six guys over over that span. You know, mixing them up and having them, you know, versus each other. You know, kind of round robin style. I think that you know they. They did it well, and they were always exciting. They were always good matches, um, whether they were just what, traditional tag teams or the. What they should do, okay, for a Hall of Fame, put all three of them in a Hall of Fame, 
okay, for that one match right there, because they've done a good job. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, you know, I, I can't. I can't disagree necessarily. You know, I, I, I do like it. I just, I think inducting them all at one time, you know, would, yeah. would be, I mean, it would be interesting, but I think you could almost take up the whole Hall of Fame ceremony with just those three. Yes. You know, yes. I, I do, you know, I think that, you know, they were that good and, you know, they, they competed at such a high level that, you know, they yes, gave like everything that, that they I like had. I see them all. I like to see them all shake hands and all and raise their hands with one another. Absolutely, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. That never happens. And then, and that they, never happens. And they, they, they can do it because they do it with groups like the Horsemen and, and, and all of that. So yeah. it can be done. Yeah, but, but this I, you is know, the I, best I, match ever. That was the best match ever. Come on, you know. They should do it. Right, and and I, 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 just, I just don't, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking if the, if they did that, I, I don't think their Hall of Fame speeches would be nearly long enough to justify them being up there. I think they would cut them down. It would only give them a couple of minutes. <clears throat> and how do you yeah. sum up those six guys and what they did, you know, to each mm-hmm. other for the business in just a couple of minutes? You know, I believe, I, that, I believe that was the first TRC match too, wasn't it? Yes, I, I believe. Yeah, I believe you're right. Yes. Yeah. See that? Yeah, so and, and, it, and that in itself for WWE was kind of innovating and groundbreaking. And, and again, it, you know, I don't think any, no other three sets of tag team could really pull that off as well as they did. Right. I, I don't think if, if, you, if, you, if you interchange any one of those tag teams, I don't think it's as good as it is. Yeah, but but there's one match I didn't see in the tr- top 25 though. What's that? Okay. When mankind fell off the cage, he slipped and fell. Against the oh, when he fell off the top of the cage. Yes. When he, well, he, no, he, he didn't slip. He 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 wanted to be thrown off, and the Undertaker was a little reluctant about doing it. Nobody knew he was doing it. He talked about that yeah. in his biography. He he wanted something okay. to to wow the crowd, no, he, and, and well, well, Undertaker was like, "I don't, uh, I don't want to do it." And he's like, Come on, just do I it. Talked to Mitch Foley at the uh, Superfly Snooker Bash back in 2011, and I said, "Did you mm-hmm. really slip?" He said, "Yeah, I really slipped." You know, I was ready to go back to the dressing room, but I turned my head, so I couldn't let these fans down, and I went back for him. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, he, he he over-rotated is what he said, and he, he, he completely missed where he was supposed to land. And right. that's what really kind of screwed him up. And Mr. Mann was, said that, you know, he, he thanked him for doing it, but he says, you know, don't you ever do that again. Like, that was yeah. it. And, oh, and speaking of that, what was it um, Ken Shamrock that knocked Shane McMahon off the Titantron? Remember that? Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. That just reminded me. I mean, that, you know, for for a guy that doesn't do it every single day, that's a heck of a bump to take coming backwards, you know. And, and, and you could say, well, it, it's it's padded. He's supposed to fall. But if he misses or if he's off by a little bit, he gets seriously hurt. And, and, and there's another accident there when, when the uh, – who, who got hit with the sign? Uh, McMahon, when the sign came down. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He got hit in the head. So, you know, it 
it, it was really done well, you know, and was that, was that Sham, that was Ken Shamrock, right? Was it, or was it Steve Blackman? I can't remember. Steve Blackman. I remember. Steve Blackman. Yeah, I remember. He was Steve. Okay. Because he was hitting him on the, on the back with a kendo stick or something, wasn't he? Yeah. And then, he, and then I think he fell off. But yeah, yeah. I mean, that was, that, you know, that was a wow moment. That was, you know, that, that goes back to where we were talking about in the beginning. There was a lot with, of wow moments that you, that you don't believe, but it did happen, you know? But it did happen, yeah, and, you know, but, and, and, and they happened on pay-per-views. I'm, I'm putting it out now, okay? Whatever happens in the ring, you know, it's us, okay? It's not the other person. We miss something, okay? A step or something. And we do get injured when we're wrestling. And you don't see it. We hide it till we get back in the dressing room. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Because yeah. don't, people don't know that. It is fake. But well, we do something, we are going to get hurt. I, I, I remember um, That's like Jim Cornette like me. telling a story. A, just like me. I was in the ring at uh, DWF in Pensalkin. Okay, the giant called um, Son and Justice picked me up, right? He slammed me, but I landed on by the corner where all the boards were, and I shattered my collarbone, okay? That's mm. what got me out of wrestling, okay? Because they were going wow. to train me the next day and all this other stuff if I do it right. But what happened was that when I ran that ring, People don't know how hot it is when they're in that ring. Okay? Right. He was sweaty. He was sweaty. I was sweaty. Because before you had this event outside, what happened was that we had it inside because of the storm was coming through. We had it inside, right. but we were all sweaty. The building was was sweaty. You know, I just slipped right through his hands. Come on. You know? Right. Yeah. And that I, was I remember. Right, Jim Cornette was talking about um, they were him and Bubba Rogers got out of a cab um, and they were going to to a show and the the cabbie closed the door and he closed on Bubba Rogers' hand and Bubba's like, "Yo, buddy, you know my hand. You know, listen, my my hand is in the door. You know, my hand is in the door." And he's like, "Oh my gosh, you're right." He's like, "I'm fine." And he put his hand in his pocket and they walked down the ramp and into the, into the you know, into the building, and as soon as the building, the, the door closed, Jim Cornette said that, that Bubba cried like a little girl. He was screaming, he was hollering, and he's like, Bubba, what's the matter? He's like, I, I think I might have broke my hand. He's like, why didn't you say something outside? And he's like, Jim, the, the fans are out there. I, I, I can't show them that I'm, that I'm not a tough guy. Because, <laughs> like, I mean, Bubba Rogers is supposed to be a, you know, an unbeatable monster. <laughs> right. To me, right? Everybody seen uh, because we had the first uh because we were talking about the uh this beach restaurant coming through uh through New Jersey. Okay, Bruce Work used to own it. Okay. They gave right. me a belt. They gave me a belt. We were just talking. He asked me what I had and I told him. That guy I shot in my collarbone, some of the, some of the wrestlers came out and got me and took me back in the dressing room. You know, I was out there, I, I was there in the dressing room, laying down for the whole show. You know, after the, the main event show came along, I stepped out there and sat down. Everybody said, oh, he's all right. He's all right. You know? 
But what happened was right. I wasn't all right. I didn't find out till the next morning that I shattered my collarbone. I went oh, to the wow. hospital and got it checked out. Okay, but I done a good show with them with um oh what's in the called? Um Vampires. With Blackie and all of them, the Empires. Back in the day. Okay. Wow. Blackie was the first one in that ring to get me out. Okay? After he saw that. And all of a sudden, he started joking around with it a little bit. He asked me, could I joke around with it a little bit? I said, sure, why not? Because this <laughs> is when Blackie was going after uh, sudden justice. Right. Wow. Wow. I, I think we're going to wrap it up. i got to get up early. We'll cut it a couple of minutes short. Um, yeah. Just keep strong. You know, throw my throw in your prayers, and he's getting better. Right, but right. Still got a little bit of a long, long road ahead of him with physical therapy, and you know, getting himself rehabilitated and and, and healthy again. And you know, and they're, they're talking, you know, a couple of, you know, possibly a couple more surgeries. I don't know for what. Um, I still don't have all the details, and you know, it's really none of my business. I just pass along the information that I have. Um, but you know, Stro, man, I, you know. You know, when you hear this, brother, we are praying for you. We do love you. You know, we want you back just, just as soon as you're healthy enough to come back. You know, the show needs you. You know, we need your input. We need your guidance. <clears throat> you know, and, and we do love you. You know, we'll continue to pray for you. And, uh, uh Raffle, you got anything something? before we head out? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to plug in something. I got a phone call earlier ahead. before 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 I came on, sh- on the show. I was busy talking to somebody this Sunday. Okay, Columbus Farmers Market, right there on 206 in Columbus. I will be there uh-huh. selling with my buddy again. Stop, stop okay. by my table so you can buy something. I can sign it for you, too. You know what I'm saying? All right. Well, yeah, if, you, if you're up there at Columbus Market, stop on up. Yeah. They got good food there. They got a little antiques. They got a little bit of everything. Plus, I might be doing a video, okay, called Rat Junk Antiques. A video. Okay. Walking around and looking for odd stuff that nobody hasn't seen before. All right. So, sounds like fun. Oh, yeah. I, I, can't, right, wait. Guys, I, can't, well, I can't wait to do this. Every Sunday I'll be doing it. Every Sunday I'll be doing it. Oh, and maybe nice. every Thursday, too. Yes. Okay, good. Well, I wish you luck. And I hope that it works out for you. And you know yeah. that you're, that you're gonna, able to I'm do it. I'm going to be putting it on YouTube. I'm going to put it on YouTube. I'm going to put half on uh, on real. You know that you know real okay. from um, from Facebook. Some of this stuff. Okay. It's going to be funny and crazy. That's what I can see. <laughs> yeah, All right. I did, well, post, I, did, I did post it up uh, over the weekend. I did post it up a. Uh, uh, a can of beer? I said, please, don't drink and drive on it. <laughs> and and, it, and it, nice. hit over, it hit over 1K views already. Oh, wow. Within two hours. And that's something of what? I'm crazy. Wow. Huh? You know, what's coming out of my head, I don't know. And it's funny. that <laughs> And, All and right, guys, sure, well, that about wrap it up. And make, and make sure okay. you support your indies. Support your indies. 
That's all I have yeah, to say. Absolutely. All right. Well, guys, it's been fun. Hey, thank you. You know, thank you for making a great show. Thank you for all your input. You know, we'll be right back here next Thursday night, you know, starting at 9 o'clock on the VOC Nation. You know, hope to hear from you then. Um, we'll figure out what the topic will be, you know, in the next couple of days. We'll put it out there um, and get your thoughts on it. Um, again, and one more thing, make sure you listen to uh, VOC Nation in the room Tuesday nights. At 9 o'clock. Yeah, right I was just going yeah, to say that. Yeah, we'll be back Tuesday night as well with in the room with Brady Hicks, the ECWA Hall of Famer Brady Hicks. So we're looking yes. forward to talking to you on Tuesday night as well. Catch up on whatever, he, you know, we're talking about on Tuesdays. Um, but one thing's for sure, we'll be talking wrestling on Tuesdays and Thursdays and lots of it. Um, so I hope to hear from you guys real soon. I hope you have a good night. Again, continue to pray for Stro Maestro. Hope that he gets better real soon. Um, until you know, until next time, um, have a good night, guys. We love you all, and, and thank you for your support. And have a safe trip coming home, Howard. Thank you. I will. Thank you. All right, guys. Good night. Good night, everybody. <laughs>